Welcome to the Staying Ageless Podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Associate E, also known as Raw Girl. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we'll be chatting about longevity, and I'm throwing it all the way back to my conversation with Mimi Kirk, 81 going on 82-year-old best-selling cookbook author and raw food chef who at the time of interview was 74 years young. To get this longevity party started, I'm going to give you guys a few simple tips that can help you lead a longer, healthier life. And later, you'll hear my conversation with Mimi Kirk, who is a raw vegan and attributes her youthfulness to her diet and lifestyle choices. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe, rate the show, go on and give us some stars, and also don't forget to write a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. All right, guys, I am really excited today to continue our discussion about longevity. As we've discussed, there are a lot of folks out there who say, why worry about living long? We should just live for the moment because we all have to die anyway, right? Well, since we all have to kick the bucket someday, longevity, again, is about living the best quality life while we have it. In our last show, we chatted about some tips that can help you add some quality years to your lifespan, and today... I'm going to add some more to that list. First off, become religious about your sleep. Child, I don't let anyone or anything come between me and a good night's rest, okay? As I work with clients, I find that many of us are sleep deprived and this can have wide reaching effects on everything from our weight, our blood pressure, and our diet choices. There is a balance, however. A study in the archives of general psychology found that people who get six to seven hours of sleep live longer, while those who sleep more than eight hours or less than four hours were shown to have a higher death rate. I have found from working with a wide range of clients that most of us need around seven to eight hours of sleep. Clients I've had with mental illnesses or disabilities tend to sleep well over nine hours, sometimes up to 11 hours. If you're sleeping over 10 hours and don't have a diagnosis, I recommend going to see your doctor to make sure that everything's okay and checking things out. The second thing you can do is find God or engage in spiritual practices. One of our last guests, the super centurion Bernardo Lapayo, partly attributed his longevity to his faith in God. According to a study in the International Journal for Psychiatry and Medicine, going to a church or being a part of a church community increases life expectancy. They found that this was because faith long-term helps people deal with stress, emotional problems, and protects against diseases such as heart, respiratory, and digestive problems. The third thing you can do is learn new skills. In fact, never stop learning. This shouldn't be a big shocker, but all of the men and women living in their hundreds make a point to stay mentally active. For example, a study in the June 2014 issue of Annals of Neurology found that speaking two or more languages, even if you learn the second language in adulthood, may slow age-related cognitive decline. But just taking a class is not enough. You actually need to get out of your comfort zone and challenge your mind for optimal results. 
A study published in Psychological Science examined 221 adults ages 60 to 90 for three months who were assigned to either learn a complex skill like digital photography or quilting, both of which demand more use of working in long-term memory, or do simpler mental activities like crossword puzzles. After a three-month period, the complex skill group showed wide-range improvement in overall memory compared with the crossword puzzle group. It seems it's not just enough to get out and do something. It's important to get out and do something that is unfamiliar and mentally challenging. It provides broad stimulation mentally and socially. When you're inside your comfort zone, you may be outside of the enhancement zone. Only the groups that were confronted with a continuous and prolonged mentally challenge improved. The fourth thing you can do is try consuming up to 70 to 80% of fresh raw fruits and vegetables a vegan diet, or a pescatarian diet. Our guests today and Bernardo Lopayo, as well as the Aegis women, all attribute their youthfulness to their diet consisting primarily of raw foods. If you have the willpower to sustain it, the raw diet can be very nutrient-dense, providing the body with all the vitamins, minerals, and enzymes present in plant-based foods, with the added bonus of reducing inflammation in the body. The pescatarian diet or the Mediterranean diet is the most researched diet for longevity and it is high in plant foods while providing the body with much needed omega-3 acids from fish. If you choose the plant-based route, you can supplement with an algae-based omega-3 to ensure you get the adequate intake of omega-3 fatty acids your body needs. Number five, lose excess weight. It's pretty common knowledge that being overweight is detrimental to our health. Well, In a study conducted at Oxford University, researchers found that people who are obese at the age of 40 died on average seven years earlier than their counterparts. Maintaining a healthy weight reduces risk also for type 2 diabetes and heart disease. And last but not least, grounding. Practice the art of grounding. This is something that I'm now practicing myself, and I'm going to talk about this more in detail this coming month on social media, but Grounding or earthing is the practice of regularly planting your bare feet on the ground, specifically on conductive surfaces, which include soil, grass, sand, or concrete. Why in the heck would you consider this? Well, for several reasons. One, it's completely and utterly free, (laughs) and it can help lower your blood pressure, boost your heart health, reduce pain and inflammation. Let me break down why. Our ancestors walked barefoot on the ground and slept close to or directly on the earth. Ancient healers believe that the earth's energy could be easily absorbed through our skin and through the soles of our feet. And now we know that this absorption of the energy was real and has significant health benefits. We can reclaim those benefits through a simple and free technique called earthing or grounding. Our planet has a negative electrical potential. And when our skin is in direct contact with the earth, we maintain the same electrical potential as the planet. Now, The problem is that most of us wear shoes outdoors. Most shoes have thick soles that block the natural flow of electrons from the earth into our body. And so most of us in in modern times rarely make direct skin contact with the earth. Earthing, also known as grounding, refers to contact with the earth's surface electrons by walking barefoot outside or sitting, working, or sleeping indoors connected to conductive systems, some of them patented, that transfer the energy from the ground into the body. 
I personally now have a grounding mat I sleep on and it makes me sleep like a baby. I'm telling you guys, <laughs> I also use one when I'm working at my computer because all of these practices as well help us help protect us from the technology we're using all the time. Emerging scientific research supports the concept that the earth's electrons induce multiple physiological changes of clinical significance, including reduced pain, better sleep, a shift of sympathetic to parasympathetic tone and autonomic nervous system, and a blood thinning effect. In the 2002 review article I found that was published in the Journal of Environmental and Public Health, here was one of the findings summarized. A blinded pilot study was conducted by Clint Ober. He's the author of a book on earthing. He recruited 60 subjects, 22 males and 28 females who suffered from self-described sleep disturbances and chronic muscle and joint pain for at least six months. These subjects were randomly divided in the month-long study. Both groups slept on conductive carbon filter mattress pads. Half of the pads were connected to a dedicated earth ground outside the bedroom window, while the other half were sham grounded, so they weren't connected to the earth. Most of the grounded subjects described symptomatic improvement, while most in the control group did not. Of those sleeping on the grounded mats, 85% decreased the time it took to get to sleep, 93% increased their quality of sleep, 100% woke up feeling rested, 82% reported a decrease in muscle stiffness and pain, 74% reported a decrease in chronic back or joint pain, 78% reported improvement in the overall well-being, And some subjects also reported significant relief from asthmatic and respiratory conditions, rheumatoid arthritis, PMS, sleep apnea, and hypertension while sleeping grounded. These results indicated that the effects of earthing go well beyond reduction of pain and improvements of sleep. There have been a number of studies that have looked at grounding's effects on health when it comes to blood pressure, and the earthing's positive effects on blood viscosity are so impressive that those on certain medications, such as blood thinners, actually have to be careful when beginning an earthing program. Other studies have shown that earthing may support heart health in other ways by reducing stress, balancing the autonomic nervous system, which I just talked about, and also managing levels of cortisol, our stress hormone. I literally could do an entire episode on this topic alone because it is so simple and impactful. And so I intend to talk about this again, but I really hope that if you have a chance to get to a beach, if you have some spots in your backyard that you can walk around, if you can find a community park that's safe to walk in, that you take some time to actually connect with the earth and just experiment with it and see how you feel. I've been feeling incredible. All right, we are going to take a break. And when we return, we are going to speak to our amazing guest. I am super excited that my program, Staying Ages 30 Plus, is now open for enrollment. I created this course two years ago out of my own passion for longevity because I saw that there were many women out there who needed help. Staying Ageless 30 Plus is an eight-week transformative program designed to activate women like you to establish lasting rituals that radically transform your overall health, beauty, and energy so you can have the bandwidth to live your best life professionally and personally in 60 days or less, honey. This course is for you if you are a woman 30 plus who wants to be fly until you're 99 or close to it. 
Needs to learn how to create life-giving healthy rituals that leave you feeling and looking better than ever. Wants to fast track and hone in on the best diet and exercise to get results for your body. Or needs to refocus on self-care and prioritize your health. In the course, we combine one-on-one and group coaching to get you results. And this year, I'm adding DNA testing, which I am so excited about, so that every woman is aware of what foods may be best for her genetic makeup. The women who have taken my class have lost 25 to 30 pounds in eight-week period, reversed hypertension, prediabetes, and established healthy rituals. We keep the spots limited and we'll close a Roman in the next week. All you got to do if you're interested is go to my website, therawgirl.com, and on the front page, you can apply and sign up for a 20-minute call with me or another nutritionist on my team. I hope to chat with you soon. Today's guest is Mimi Kirk, who is now 81, going on 82 this month. Happy birthday, Mimi. At the age of 71, she was voted sexiest vegetarian over 50 in a nationwide contest conducted by PETA. Throughout her life, Mimi's talents and interpersonal skills have brought her to too many jobs and careers to mention them all. Her career in the film industry put her in front of and behind the camera for over 17 years, including an appearance in the original Star Trek and the Mary Tyler Moore show. Mimi's new career in health has now put her in the limelight and she's appeared on shows like The Doctors and on networks like Fox to talk about health and aging. She's now a seven-time best-selling cookbook author, internationally renowned lecturer, raw food chef, and coach. She's also the mother to four children, two girls, and two boys, and has seven grandchildren. Hi, Mimi. Welcome to the show. (laughs) I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, it sounds like you have lived many lives in one life. Do you think that following your bliss has been part of your longevity? I think uh, I always follow my bliss. I can't remember when I did follow my bliss since I was, uh, you know, over 20. And I really learned a lot about spirituality at 30. And I think that really helped me really do the things I love to do in life. And uh, I've had many, as I mentioned uh, to you, I've had many careers, very wonderful ones. And it seems like I always go for what I love. And things change in life. And I'm very flexible. My kids are always laughing, saying, what's next? But I do think when I love them, and then I love change, and so I'm on to something new. Right. And I do really feel like I follow my bliss. That's amazing. That's great. Well, you know, it's funny, this percentage thing. I always think it's funny. Yes, I eat all raw. I'll taste my, my boyfriend is vegan. Um, okay. Mostly raw. But he's vegan, so when I'm cooking something for him, I'll taste it. I've tasted other foods before, but I consider myself all raw. That's the way I eat every day and I prefer it because I feel so much better eating that way even if I taste something else like on my long trip I ate a meal of the pasta which is something I haven't had in a really long time the normal pasta right and I woke up in the morning and I thought I had man hands they felt so big and golden. <laughs> it's like okay I know that food is the way for me because wow. this meal it was like oh no that's the way I used to feel and never even knew I didn't even realize I right. That way. How long have you been living this lifestyle? Well, I was I became a vegetarian over 40 years ago, and I was a wow. vegetarian for the better part of that time. I'd go off every once in a while, but not for long. And you know, once I stopped eating meat, I really didn't like it or want it anymore because I really understood the whole uh, basis of where meat comes from, and I didn't want to be part of that. So it was easy for me to become a vegetarian. A vegan took a little more interest because I didn't realize 
cheese was part of the same factory farm problem. And then I finally became a vegan. But I thought I ate very healthy, which I think I really did to most people's diet. But when I was 69, I went to my doctor and found out my blood pressure was up, my cholesterol was up, and I had just been getting little arthritic pains in my hands. Wow. So I was very surprised, and uh, I decided that I wanted to try something to up my diet, and Mm -hmm. I started looking online, and there was raw food. And being the foodie I am, I thought, oh, no, this is not something I want, raw food. Yeah. And then the more I learned about it, the more I realized it was the way to go. So I thought I'd just try a uh, detox at first. I went on a juice fast for a week and salad. And then I knew immediately that was it for me. And I, I lost weight I had put on by eating the other foods. And I cured myself. I went to my doctor six months later. My cholesterol was down 26 points. I did, never had an arthritic pain from the day I started wow. eating this thing. And so I have my own experience with raw food that I know it works. Wow, I wow. know everybody's body is different, but I really feel from all the people I know who eat like I do, it's an amazing thing. Once you can get through to realize it's a good way to eat, it really does help cure many, many diseases and makes you feel years younger and even look years younger. And do you take any over-the-counter medications or are you kind of opposed to pharmaceuticals and all that as well? I think people, when once people start taking uh, drugs, the doctors give them a prescription for, it leads to something else. Then you've messed up your body chemistry, mm-hmm. which knows how to heal itself. So. I mean, I don't tell somebody, throw away your blood pressure medicine pills or your diabetic pills, but start working on eating a raw food diet. And I know many people who rid themselves of those pills, do it under your doctor's supervision. You need probably a naturopathic or holistic doctor who would understand that more because regular doctors just want to give you the pills. They don't want to tell you, change your diet, exercise, do some things that are going to help you. I do take supplements at times. Sometimes, um, you know... Uh, uh, what kind of supplements? Well, sometimes I'll take B. I go in and get my blood levels tested for B and D because you can't tell if, you don't, if you're low. Right. By the way you feel, it doesn't really show up. Right. But I don't believe in taking those things, um, a B supplement or D supplement, unless you're tested first. Everybody writes me and asks if they should be taking it. And the first thing I say is, if you've been tested, do you actually need it? And it just because you eat meat doesn't mean that you're gonna your B levels are gonna be good. I eat sea vegetables, I eat nutritional yeast, I try to eat foods that have B in them and D in them and I mostly I get a little sun on my body, but sometimes people don't get enough D and I think it's fine to take a a, a supplement, but I believe in liquid supplements or subliminal that go under the tongue. Mm-hmm. The pills really don't do much. You don't right. know how your body's absorbing it. But when you take a liquid or subliminal, it really goes to the right place right away. Well, what do you do? What do you do for exercise? Well, well, you know, that's the one thing I've learned over the years. I've been I've exercised on and off my whole life. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people who've included it in their life and can't do without it. I really don't like it. So I <laughs> force myself. I admit. I like to walk every day when I can. I try to do that every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the summer months, it's a little harder, but I try to do something. I'm a big fan of yoga and I wish, and Pilates, and I wish that I would have been more diligent at it, but I just wasn't. Right. But I can tell if I get older, had, had I, I mean, I feel like I'm in good shape, but I, if had I worked out and been more diligent at it, 
I could tell I would even be better. I can see right. my skin would be better. I can see lots of things that would have been better had I started eating better earlier and exercising. So now I realize it's very, very important. It's second to eating. It's second to having a good food diet. So right. people should at least walk every day. And the other part is if you can't discipline yourself to do it, the thing I find I do that I think is very important is when I go somewhere, I park far away from the entrance of the mall or the restaurant or the market, wherever I'm going. I try to make myself walk. I have stairs in my house. I'm not lazy. I take things up and down when they need to. I don't mm -hmm. them at the bottom of the stairs or the top of the stairs and make one trip. I try to force myself to exercise around the house. And I work in my garden. So I think being active is one thing. Mm -hmm. And being exercising really is another thing. How long did your parents live? And do you think it's contributed to your lifespan? And Because everyone's always, they always say, well, genetics play a huge a part in how you age well, and um, well, how long you live. Yes, yes. It, a lot of people say that to me. They always say, oh, it's just the genes. And it makes me laugh because <laughs> scientists have proven it's less than 25%. It's more around 5 or 10% right. of genes. Because what, one thing I've learned is uh, I switched. I'm, my, both my, I am the youngest of seven, and there's only three of us living today. Mm -hmm. My two sisters that are alive have both had cancer. Wow. They both have medical problems and take lots of uh, uh, over-the-counter, uh, you know, prescription medicine. Wow. And I don't. So I have to attest to that, that it wasn't that. My mother lived to be 95. Wow. She, had, she took all kinds of drugs. Mm. drugs. Drugs can keep you going, but they don't make you feel as good. That's all I can say about them. Right. You're not going to have the same quality of life. Exactly. And my dad died early. He was in his uh, mid-60s. And so and my dad had diabetes and Parkinson's and all kinds of things. My mother had heart problems. Um, she had uh, 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 some thyroid issues. Uh, she had several strokes. And uh, even though she was a very, um, you know, energetic and upbeat person and lived to 95, which was great, I think her quality of life could have been better if she didn't eat sugar the last 10 years. All she ate was dessert. Well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> living long is good, but living long and healthy is the trick. Right, right. That's my, great. My two sisters are older than I am. One is 88, and she lives in a senior home, and she has, takes, oh, 20 pills a day wow. or more. And she um, doesn't have energy. It's hard for her to breathe. She's fine. She's a happy person. But she doesn't get along. She doesn't get around very well. And I think I don't want to live long and not be healthy. That's my goal. Yeah. And, and uh, that's why I try to encourage people, even if it is hereditary and you can live long. What's the big deal about living long if you're not living healthy? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, what? Well, I truthfully, I wake up every day. I have no consciousness of my age until I pass the mirror, of course. But <laughs> I feel like I'm 20. I do. I get up and. Nothing stops me or makes me think, oh, I can't do this or that today. I only think of what I can do. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I get around and do everything like any young person would. So you do have a positive mean. attitude. I've noticed that a lot of people who live long and are just fabulous seem to have a very positive outlook on life. Well, I think that that's definitely one of the top things is being positive about life. But how do you get there? I mean, how do you get rid of stress? How do you uh, have a passion about life? What do you do to make yourself feel positive about life? Well, it takes one thing I think very important is when you wake up in the morning, you have to have something you're passionate about getting up for. Right. Whether it's 
most people go to their work every day. They're not passionate when they wake up. They get up, they get dressed, they go to their job. You know, that's their job for the day. But what can you do for yourself that you love to do? What would, what would make you feel when you wake up in the morning, you're really happy to wake up? What makes you feel good? And that's an important thing to find out. Are, are you working to, you know, are you doing things that are charitable? Are you doing things for people in the world? Are you doing something for yourself? Right. Yeah, no, that's really great. I, I feel like that's speaking to finding a purpose and knowing what your purpose is and pursuing them. Yes. Yes. Whatever that is, I try to get my sister that's in the elderly home to crochet little doll clothes and put on dolls that I bring her so we can give them to the hospital. I think most of the uh, elderly people I know, they don't have a purpose anymore. Right. They don't have, some of them don't have their homes. They're not cooking for themselves. The children are gone. They don't see their family all the time. You you have to you have to create a purpose, mm. and everybody can create something that they can do. Use one of their gifts that they have to make a difference in somebody else's life. Yeah, and that's amazing. You have to do that throughout your life, and I do think that keeps you younger, definitely. Awesome, that's really really great advice. Yeah. I'm really curious, what role has spirituality played for you? Well, I think a very big role. I I was widowed at 29. Oh wow. And um, I, my husband uh, was killed in a plane crash. Wow. Um, he had no insurance at the time, and I was a stay-at-home mom with four kids. And I immediately had to find work to support myself. But I was very, uh, I was married at 17 and very much in love. And I was very, you know, at a very loss in my life. And someone mentioned that I should learn to meditate that it was like the self-hypnosis. I had no idea what meditation was. So I immediately went into a place they told me to learn to meditate, and I was I was hooked. I opened mm. up a part of myself that I never knew existed, which I think is the soul, mm-hmm. the really deep, deep, deep inner self. It was calming. It made me see the ebb and flow of life. Mm. It made me understand even the death of my husband and my own personal growth. Wow. It was savior for me. And I followed my path. I was lucky to have two living gurus. And I went to India and studied and up to South Fallsburg with Swami Muktananda. And I really uh, felt that this way of living as a spiritual person made me feel connected to everything. And I think that's even why I became a vegetarian. Right. The connection became spiritual. And then it also, you saw how the food was affecting. Yes. Everything. Everything. Mm -hmm. The environment. The and I think that when you're when you become a spiritual person, you drop all judgment, all prejudice, and you're just you're living in a state of love. There's no doubt in my life right now that that has brought me through ups and downs, like everybody else has in their life, and been able to deal with things in a different way. Wow! Thank you so much, Mimi. You gave us so many nuggets of wisdom. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, y'all, it's time to take some questions from Instagram and email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM, slide up in my DMs, respond to the call for questions on my profile at The Raw Girl, or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. Today's question is from at Sweater Sipper on Instagram. She says, Dear Raw Girl, do you use teeth powder for brushing? What brand do you use? Hi there. That's an awesome question. 
I've actually come a long way with my oral health journey since being poisoned by mercury and wanting to avoid fillings. I have not only gotten very specific with making sure my nutrition is on point to help my teeth be stronger, but also my oral regimen. If you've never read it, I highly recommend that you get a book called Holistic Dental Care, The Complete Guide to Healing Teeth and Gums by Nadine Artemis. Game changer. Since reading that book, I often use baking soda to brush my teeth. And most of the tooth powders that are out there, if you actually read the labels, they include baking soda as a base, and then they add on some additional bonuses, usually for the actual flavor of the tooth powder. I also now floss and I use essential oils on the floss to make it more effective. And I use mouthwash that also includes a powerful combination of essential oils. It's an incredible must-read book. I swear it will help you if you're thoroughly confused about what to buy and how to make your oral regimen most effective. I really hope this helps you. All right, it is time to close out the show. Hopefully this show has inspired you to take a look at some of the lifestyle habits you have. Are you setting yourself up for a long and healthy life? Or if unchecked, will your habits lead you to imbalance and disease? If so, make adjustments to your routine so that you ensure that you are going to get the most out of the little time we have on this planet. Taking care of yourself and ensuring that you can enjoy the wisdom of your latter years may mean that you make some sacrifices now, but it will pay dividends later. Remember, it's not just about diet. Those who are living longer are making sure that they are balanced mind, body, and soul. In the words of Deepak Chopra, the way you think, the way you behave, the way you eat can influence your life by 30 to 50 years. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at The Raw Girl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. For more on the show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com. Mm-hmm.